Hey everyone, this is Corrine Lafon, your favorite radio host, your only radio host and favorite girl, of course, broadcasting to you from the lovely island of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean on Between the Lines. And you know, we do it here on Between the Lines, always with gratitude or thankfulness. And I like to always start off by saying it's a beautiful day. It's, I think they're, I think they're trying to decide the sun, the rain, which one to go first or they're both clashing together. But either way, I am quite happy with it. And for us here, we're in the hurricane season in the Caribbean. I don't know what about anywhere else in the world, but we're in the hurricane season. And so there'll be a lot of rain sometimes, but I enjoy it. Thunder and lightning included. And I'm happy to be here once again to be able to share what I, what I can share with you and impact at least one life. You know, it's, it's not about the masses for me. It's at least one person who can also do it for another person. And I'm here with Benita Tyler. She's looking beautiful as ever. Oh my goodness, like she's out of a movie. <laughs> and let me tell you what we're talking about today. We're talking about, are you addicted to dysfunction? Let me repeat that. It might sound kind of crazy to you. Yes, are you addicted to dysfunction? Okay, sounds like a drug, right? And it could be, it could be. So Benita, Benita Tyler was born in St. Louis, Missouri. She has 50 years of experience in the subject matter of life's hard knocks. Anybody been to school there? I'm sure we all have. <laughs> she is also her educational accolades includes an associate of science degree in business, a bachelor's of science in management, and a graduate certificate in human resources. Benita is also a contributor to the examiners and adoption advocate. Nice. Her education and life lessons have provided her with a prolific blessing and she loves to inspire others through her writings and we're going to check out her website a little bit later as you know if you're a follower on between the lines you know how we do it here so welcome benita to between the lines thank you so much i'm so happy to be here with you today it, it's my pleasure addicted to dysfunction now, who in their right mind would want to be addicted to such a thing? Huh? You have coke, you have, you have alcohol, you have sex, you have every other thing out there hmm, to choose from. But why would you choose dysfunction? Tell us. Do you know if you are addicted in the first place? Because you know people who are addicted will never admit that they are addicted. They are under control. They have everything undercover i could handle this that's if they are aware first to begin so give us give us a bit of a context here okay absolutely and like you said you know most people who have an addiction are not gonna admit that they are addicted to anything so as for myself um you had stated in my bio that i wanted to be a prolific prolific um um inspiration to others and so with that um, that means being transparent and able to admit that I was and sometimes still can be addicted to dysfunction. And what that looks like, um, it's in a relations, relational um, way. So um, basically um, with family issues and uh, with relationship with my uh, marriage, um, I guess I should say marriages because I've been married twice, but the second one really took me down, the addicted to dysfunction 
um, road because there's so many things going on, you know, when you're trying to raise a blended family and you got baby mama drama and all kinds of other stuff thrown in there. <laughs> I am I am holding my head and shaking. I am like holding my head and shaking. So you you ended up going into this twice that you are aware of so far. And I I could understand the addicted to dysfunction. And like I said to a lot, a lot of people, because I too have been in dysfunction, and we all have some sort of dysfunction, but we, we, you need a healthy sort of balance. And you really want to eliminate dysfunction as much as possible so that you're in a, in a place of bliss and joy, yeah, peace and stillness. And it's not a matter of constant ranting and raving and bickering and, and you're feeling this upheaval within your system. But these things, from my experience, personal experience, and I'm sure you will share yours, it comes back from what you have been exposed to as a child, because we didn't know better. We are dependent on our parents. And what we see, we believe is right, not knowing that at the time it's wrong. So we were trained to believe that what we were brought into, what was programming to us about relationships with male and female, brothers sisters mother father you know children parents you know that it was healthy when it really wasn't so we look for those things when we arrive at the age and the hormones reach and we, we start looking for these things in others thinking that's the right way is that is that what happened with you tell t share with us what what happened and then you repeated it again so what's causing the repetition <laughs> Absolutely. So the, the repeat, repeated uh, pattern came from just having, growing a better awareness about myself and how I operate in the world. And so um, back in 19, uh, let me see, um, no, it wasn't 19, it's 2012. I'm sorry. Back in 2012, I kind of got really tired of being addicted to dysfunction. And so I wrote a book about it called Addiction to Dysfunction, Release to Live Life Out Loud. And the reason why I decided to write this book is because I was in a bad place, you know, kind of like a, a dark situation. And I needed to get on the other side of joy. I wanted to be released to live life out loud. And I know the only way that I was able to do that was to dig a little bit deeper and to deal with some of the trauma that I had in my life um, with men. And so this particular book that I wrote, I chose to focus on the five men in my life who came to teach me a life lesson. And the reason why I did that is because those life lessons were um, engulfed in, in dysfunction. And they also gave me an opportunity to learn about myself and how I um, was affected by all of them. So um, the five men in my life and the lessons that they came to to show me was uh, choices, a lesson about choices, a lesson about uh, forgiveness, a lesson about awareness, acceptance, and um, disappointment. And disappointment's a pretty big one. And so when I talk about disappointment, that started pretty early. That chapter was about being disappointed about not having my father in my life. And as we know, um, whether you're a man or a woman, sometimes when you don't have appearance in your life, especially as a female and not having your, your father in your life, it is going to affect you. A lot of times we say, oh, no, it doesn't affect us. Mom did a great job, you know, being a single parent or what have you. But as you get older in your life, you, you can see how you may have needed that 
absent parent to be part of your life. You're absolutely right. I grew up in that same situation or similar situation without really having a, a male presence in the home, you know? So it does impact that, you know, when you're living in it, you're like, but we're good. We're eating, we're drinking, we're not out on the streets, you know? We're good. Mom is doing a good job. She's working hard. She's keeping us healthy. She's making sure we're okay. Homework is done. Everything is fine. But you really see the absence of that, especially a healthy, good father, a good role model of a man could have done in your life, you know, especially in, in relationships and what's expected of a man. And when guys are coming around you, for him to be that guardian, for him to be that, that person that steps out and says, are you here to speak to my daughter? You know, that sort of protective you see that sort of protection coming to you, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. But you mentioned about you mentioned about awareness and acceptance and disappointment. How do you come to the awareness that you may be addicted? How do you how do you arrive at that? So for me, the awareness part um, that I talked about um, in my book um, when I got to that chapter. The awareness was, you know, um, back when I was um, 21 years old, you know, not having a father in my life and really yearning to be in a relationship um, and to be loved by a man. Um, the awareness lesson came from just kind of jumping right in, you know, um, not even, you know, dating for a long period of time and not doing any kind of, you know, groundwork, you know, like. What does your health record look like? What's your finances look like? You know, not asking those important questions, but just, you know, having awareness of, you know, digging in a little bit deeper. And so I didn't do that. I just wanted to be married. And so, you know, the first person that showed me um, mm -hmm. attention in that way, you know, that love from a man, I gravitated to. And so mm -hmm. um, that's how I knew I was addicted to dysfunction because. Um, of the relationship that we had, you know, the highs and lows. He ended up being murdered um, a couple of years after we had um, our children and stuff. And, you know, so just not having awareness, you know, like, is this person for me? Um, you know, have I done any kind of, um, you know, background? You know, we don't even do the least of a background check sometimes when we jump into relationships. We just go with what's told to us. Um, you know, based off of our self-esteem right. or our that's lack right. of self-esteem. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. And, and at the end, you're like, when somebody asks you, do you know this man? You're, and you really think about it. You're like, I really don't know anything about him. But you see what I think I'm listening to you and I'm thinking where that comes from is a fear of losing the man because of, of such a desire and a need to have the man so if we were to ask those questions about finance and their background and delve into into their past and ask them certain questions it will repel him or he might decide oh i can't take all of these things why are you why are you asking me that and these things happen to me and i am i am like this is a red flag if you're not able to answer my questions or my concerns um it's not a matter of delving or digging or digging deep and even if it is if you seriously have an interest in moving forward with me, you have a right to ask me the same. And it's not a matter of when you feel you should ask me, when I feel that when you, when you decide as the man, I should ask you. If I want to ask you now, you should be able to answer. I am not stopping you from asking me that question. No, 
if you ask me certain questions and I feel triggered by it, I will take time in answering it and say, you know, that is a trigger for me. I'm still coping with it, but I can give you this much at this time and we could go a little bit deeper at another time, you know, that type of phase it in. But for me to just resist it and, and brush it off or not answer it, to me, that is, that is questionable, especially if mm -hmm. I am investing or thinking of investing my life into yours for us to move forward. I am very, very suspicious of that. And I, I respect people's space, um, but I think should those signs, and, and follow your intuition, Benita, and anybody listening to mm -hmm. this, and you feel uncomfortable about it, then something is wrong. I don't know if you if you if that's the kind of uh, feeling that you had of of the fear of losing the person if you were to ask too many questions that they might find intrusive, and it might turn them off and they run. Is that is that the kind of mindset you think that's happening or was happening? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, you know on my on my end it was um, you know probably just a lack of self esteem and not wanting to lose, but then at the same time. Um, just being a little bit of naive. Sometimes we're just naive. You know, we don't necessarily, we see the red flag, you know, but then we just kind of dismiss them as being something else. For example, um, both of my husband, same thing, you know, had a child that they did not want to disclose that they had, you know. Um, and then I learned, uh, in my first marriage, I learned before, but then in my second marriage, I learned after. And it's like, and then even when my my first husband died, somebody told me that he may have had um, another child that behind my back that I didn't even know about. I mean, and so it's just like, you know, you get these inklings, you know, which is called tuition. And a lot of times we just kind of brush those things mm -hmm. off. Or when we do ask and we're given our answer and our answer doesn't line up to the truth. And then, like you said, at that at that time, you're invested, and so you don't want to lose, and you just stay in being dysfunction, being you know in dysfunction, and you know throwing away your awareness straight out the window, you know, just to feel loved, and so that's how you get addicted to dysfunction. I believe. Yeah, yeah, and and you see, you have to realize, just like with any addiction, to me, it it is 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 a is a need that you're trying to fill. So even with drugs, you know, alcohol, sex, something, it's a need you're trying to fill and you really need to look into yourself, do the uh, counseling, psychological work, the healing to be able to discover what it is that is making you attracted to this thing. Why are you so yearning, needy, desperate? You know, you, 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 you be aware of your feelings that's happening inside your body because your body does react, it gets tense, you start to go through the monkey chatter, you know, you have the flutters, all sorts of things start happening to you. You can't sleep, you, you, you're not eating. And you're like, what is all of this happening? Why? You know, you need to dig deep to find out why. And, and you know, you mentioned self-esteem. Of course, it goes back to your self-worth and self-esteem. And when I say this, I mean, I am totally resonating because I have been through it. I still go through it in different levels. Um, so I'm not trying to be judgmental to anyone or make myself sound as if, you know, aloof and it's not that I haven't, I haven't experienced it. I think we all have at different levels, but you do the work. That's the reason why I could speak like this. You have to do the work and take a step back and get to know who you really are, 
who you really are and fill those holes and don't look for something or someone or a circumstance on the outside of you to fill that. You should be able to fill that yourself, not someone, something or a circumstance. And the awareness is, is, is truly important. It's not a matter of awareness of the person, but it's more awareness of you. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're talking about addicted, addicted to the dysfunction. And addiction means it's, it's a sort of repetition. You keep finding yourself falling back, backsliding, Benita. And mm -hmm. what's causing that repetition? I mean, you, you feel the hurt and pain in your first marriage, but yet you end up bringing back that same thing, attracting it and marrying it a second time around. So you clearly didn't heal the first time. What's going on there? Uh, uh, like you said, sometimes we have to learn more than once. We have to repeat that lesson. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you don't have to repeat it a third and a fourth time. But um, I think in my particular situation, um, although there was some parallels in that awareness and some par parallels in, you know, my choice and uh, my dysfunction, um, they came in different um they were wearing different clothing, <laughs> same problems, different clothing, you know, in different um, mm -hmm. um, yeah. circumstances. Yeah. For example, yeah. you know, like my first husband, um, his child's mother, I got along perfectly with. There was no issues, you know, we were able to co-parent and all that stuff like that. And then in this, in my second current marriage, which I've been married for 28 years in, in this marriage, and we survived all of that child, baby mama drama, but it was rough. Um, but, um, you know, in my mind, you know, because, you know, I'm kind of outgoing and, you know, inviting and friendly and that kind of thing. I, I told my husband, you know, it's going to be no problem. I'll be able to get along with this woman. And, and it was it turned out to be a crazy that I've <laughs> never seen before. And so, you know, I, I went through some things and that's where the, the deep dysfunction came, because it's like. Um, while going through mm -hmm. it, it's hard to look away. You know, you still, you know, are in love with your mate, but then you've got to deal with their baggage. They're bringing baggage to the situation. They may not be handling that baggage very well, but at the end of the day, it's going to affect you. And so that person has to have an awareness of, you know, what they're bringing to the table too. And then you guys both have to have that mm -hmm. transparent conversation about how you're going to move forward and how you're going to handle that situation. Because if you don't, you're just not going to be married very long. Yeah. You know, um, the blended family and being with someone, you know, as a woman, we are both women, black women. And, and you know, we, we spoke about boundaries or we, we need to mention boundaries. Mm -hmm. We need to decide what what we want, Benita. And while your desire, and I'm just saying your, but not not necessarily meaning you personally here. I'm just yeah, speaking absolutely. generally. Mm -hmm. While your desire, our desire as well, is to to be loved and to find that love, we cannot, or we should not, put that as the first and foremost thing over the health, holistic health of our being. So in other words, you know, don't sacrifice your whole self just for the sake of being loved. Because at the end of the day, you will not be loved because it will not come across to you as love. Mm -hmm. So 
dealing with the the man with the other woman past relationships past mothers of their children to me i i am not i am not into that that's just my boundaries uh -huh. i know that a man will come with probably his his family and so on i have certain conditions i don't like to use the word conditions but to me they must be grown it mustn't be like young children where the mothers still have to be involved with the young children and i have to interact with them so for example if a man has children it's not a problem but they must be grown and out of the house so i don't necessarily have to deal with the mothers at no point and and i i would think the reverse uh, a man may want the reverse you get what i'm saying i don't want to Absolutely. have to deal with that and then another thing too for me and I think for me, and I mean, a man may be listening to this so that he will get an idea of the type of woman I am. I am at a stage in my life where I don't really, I don't want to be taking on the responsibility of caring for another child. I have two grown children and I am not taking on any responsibility of rearing another child at this point. I have done my sentence, I've done my work, and it's now <laughs> about me living my life and enjoying enjoying the man being able to pick up ourselves and say babes let's go for a trip in mexico and we should be able to do that without having to worry about where the kids going to stay who is going to take care of the cat and the dog the worm in the bottle i don't want to be thinking about that <laughs> so, you know that's just me does that mean to say i am a particular way yes i am a particular way that's just me and i should not feel um chastise or, or, or treated a particular that's just the life i want to live so if you if somebody like in your circumstance take on situations you, you, you're taking on those things you are actually mm -hmm. saying i gave you permission to come into my life and bring that no i don't want that no matter how juicy the man look benita i don't care <laughs> it don't matter how juicy I don't care. I will see. I will see you looking juicy from a distance and say, "Oh my God, you're juicy." But I, I love it. No, no. I will watch you with your juicy self from a distance and and fascinate yeah. and fantasize. Yes, I'll do all of that. But I am not taking you with all of that. <laughs> I, I no, hear you. I, I no, love no. I love that point that you're making. <laughs> I love the point that you're making, and I think that if you if you do decide to follow behind Juicy, you better have the will um, to use your voice, and that's mm -hmm. important because, um, again, you know, landing on you know addicted to dysfunction, a lot of it was because I did not use my voice. You do have to ask for what you want. And it's a it's a tough learn sometimes if you're not somebody mm -hmm. who, um, you know, uses their voice. But I try to um, employ all women to use their voice because that's why God gave it to us, you know. And when you're out there and you're in a relationship, exactly. you have to up and ask for what you want. Exactly. It might sound shocking, but yeah. what I say to people, what I say to people, we as women tend to give our bodies before our voice. Uh -huh. You give your body, your temple, huh? 
which is supposed mm -hmm. to be sanctified. You give your body to a man, take off your clothes, and you, and you give the man your body, and not your voice, when the first thing should be your voice. The mm -hmm. last thing should be your body, okay? The last thing, if yeah. ever, should be your body. The first thing should be your voice. And like I say, I will repeat it again, it's not that I haven't made mistakes, but it's because I have made those mistakes and because I've worked on myself and because I have a voice, okay? And because I don't want to go down that road, Benita, again, I have made up my mind that if it is that I need to be single the rest of my life, I am quite happy with that because I yeah. want to be able to sleep in the night. I want to be able to have peace. Okay. I, I, you know, for some woman is like, I can't sleep by myself. I could tell you, I can't, I, I could sleep by myself. I can't sleep with anyone. You understand what I'm saying? You know, it's difficult for me to lie down next to anyone. It's like traumatic. So, so, you know, I am good. I am good. And it's not to say that I wouldn't want a companion, but it's what comes with it. So you have, uh -huh. to, you have to set the standard, set the tone, and don't make anybody make you feel less of a person because you have your standards. There is somebody mm -hmm. out there for you that would bring the healthy, bring healthy, and you bring healthy and create a healthy environment. Any Absolutely. any thoughts on what I'm what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just talking. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. Telling... I'm just talking based on my experience. I mean, you're still married. You're still married, right? I'm happy for you. You could you could enjoy <laughs> yeah. it for me and you. <laughs> enjoy it for me and you. And I, and I will say, you know, um, over over the last ten years, my marriage has gotten a lot better, and a lot of it is because of some of the things that you've talked about. Those kids are grown. Those kids are not living in the house anymore. We are free to have freedom to enjoy one another. Mm -hmm. um, to be transparent to, for me to, you know, use my voice and say, hey, I don't want to do this. I'm fine yeah. with doing that, um, that kind of thing. And so we get along so mm -hmm. much more better. And so, um, and, and me writing that book and my husband was very supportive, even though the chapter about awareness was about him and it was about the blended family and all that. He is very, um, yeah. um, like a, a helpmate. He, 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 um, you know, appreciates the fact that I use my voice and that I wrote that book and didn't have an issue with me doing it. And matter of fact, he, you know, he'll sell a copy before I will. And so, um, you know, as women, you really do have to, if you want to cultivate a great relationship, whether it be with a man, a woman, whatever that looks like for you, have to set up boundaries mm -hmm. and use your voice, or you can just be addicted to dysfunction all your life. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I say instead of addicted to dysfunction, be addicted to yourself. You see what these people here are doing? Ooh. You see this? I like this. This is an addiction to yourself. I don't mind that I at like all. It. You see what they're doing here? And how they're looking mm -hmm. fine and sexy, all of them? Yes. Mm -hmm. You see this? Where this man is on a bike and just riding off? Yeah, uh -huh. that is what I'm talking about. You see this, all the sisters, and they meet together and have fun, drinks, and go out and talk crap. That is addicted to life and addicted to me. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I like. You see, you see this, where it shows balance and all by the ocean? That uh -huh. is what I'm about. You see, you see this, 
where my girl is like she, she looks like a sword you know where she's just getting ready to take off you know like like an arrow that is addicted to life and addicted to yourself stop being addicted to dysfunction all these books all these resources here i am encouraging people to get get access to them you see i'm showcasing it let me see if i can click view all products and see what happened see yeah. what happens when i click on view all products you go to the shop check out bonita tyler's shop you see it here there's nothing here with no fighting quarreling drama nothing <laughs> <laughs> okay nothing none of that no nothing time nothing that. about drama no and don't make time for it either don't make time okay it's what you allow help us to go through this website here is there anything else besides the products your books i see you have coaching how can persons get um probably even a free consultation with you do you do you offer that Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They can go to the website and um, request one. And then I also wanted to tell you, and I know you're going to love this. I don't have it on the website, mm -hmm. but I have a new book coming out and it's mm -hmm. called Go Ahead and Be Braver. Now, now think about that for a minute. And it's okay. really uh, what I call that wow. is the new mantra for the woman of 2021. You know, after we sat in COVID and some of us are still paralyzed, not moving again, you know, um, you know, still trying to figure out, you know, how to bring ourselves back outside. And so uh, this book is designed to uh, give you that boost to go ahead and be, be braver. And like you said, live your life with pure joy and, um, you know, forget about uh, just being brave, you know, just stepping on the tippy toes of um, what braver looks like, but then jumping full in and immersing yourself in bravery, whatever that looks like in your life. For some people, being braver may be just um, driving out of town by themselves because they're scared to drive their car or going on vacation alone, or like you said, going out to drink with drinks mm -hmm. with your friends or just asking your husband to babysit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, as women, we're not always braver. We're a little brave sometimes, but we need to go ahead and be braver. Yeah. Yeah. We have a voice. We have a very, very powerful voice. And you see, once you find it, there is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can stop you. Find that voice and keep feeding that voice you know with self-care self-love whatever is needed to, to 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 keep you you know filling that vessel to keep you, your strength you know because you keep pouring out for other people but you're not pouring in for yourself yeah benita any final thoughts as we wrap up uh, nope i think that you covered it i think that uh, our listeners today will um, you know, have some juicy uh, action items to go ahead and take advantage of, you know, just yes. get outside, and, you know, get on the couch and make every minute um, a purposeful one. So that would be my uh, go ahead and be braver advice today. Go ahead and be braver. Yeah, whatever you need to do, even if you need to throw on a cape, or something that makes you feel brave, that gives you whatever, wear a chain, wear a brace, whatever that makes you feel empowered and inspired or airing or I don't know, whatever that 
makes you feel good about you, go out and be brave. Go out and live life. Be addicted to life. Be addicted to yourself. Yeah? Benita, Tyler, thank you so much for being here on Between the Lines. Yes, thank you so sharing much. your experience personally and being vulnerable to the audience, which is very important because we want persons to know they are not the only ones who are going through it and we don't want to give the impression that we are perfect in any way, but what we, we are are perfectly flawed and our experience is what we want to share with others so that they too can be perfectly flawed and, and, and learn and be stronger, not only for women, but also for men. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye.